Paul and Barnabas face strong opposition. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Uh, Today we're moving on in our study in the book of Acts. Uh, We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. Uh, We've made our way through Acts 13, and uh, hopefully (laughs) in the the Lord's leading, uh, we have maximized the lessons of that uh, chapter. I'm sure we could restart it and see all new things. Uh, That's the beauty uh, of the dynamic way in which the Word of God speaks. And so today we're changing over our focus uh, to Acts chapter 14. And uh, we'll get started here this morning. But before we get into the text, uh, we'll go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you. Uh, We give you thanks, Lord, on this Friday that your faithfulness is always uh, true. Uh, You uh, show us that you are faithful. You tell us that you are faithful. And we know that you are faithful. Father, speak through your word today. Uh, We're hungry for what you have for us, and we give you thanks for this moment together in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my friends, you'll remember that uh, Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch ministering in the synagogue, and um, there was a curiosity growing among those who were listening, and they were invited to bring encouragement in that setting and invited back the following week. And the religious leaders were beginning to worry about the influence that Barnabas and Saul were having and kind of shutting things down, and they could see that, and they decided that they would shift their focus to the Gentiles. Actually, they sensed that the Lord was leading them away from the synagogue, and they were shifting their focus to the Gentiles. So they shook the dust off their feet there in Antioch and made their way to Iconium, and that's where we meet them as we begin our study in Acts 14 today. Uh, Here's Acts 14, 1 through 7. Now at Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Jews and Gentiles with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derb, cities of Laconia, and to the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Um, One consistent theme, (laughs) wherever the gospel is preached, wherever the message of the kingdom of God challenges the status quo of life in a place that's so ingrained in its evil patterns of being, is that it's going to stir up opposition. And Paul and Barnabas, not too far into their public ministry, are seeing that everywhere they go preaching the gospel, yes, the Holy Spirit is working, and yes, many come to believe, but at the same time, the spirit of 
the enemy, the enemy spirit, is working to stir up trouble <laughs> against uh, the believers, against the apostles, against the ministry of Christ. Uh, and if we don't think that we're in a spiritual battle, we are wrong. Uh, our spiritual enemy is always seeking to undo what God is uh, working at in the world. Um, the spirit, our spiritual enemy is always seeking to undo the progress of the kingdom and undo um, our ministry efforts. We know that um, the Lord is far stronger and greater and his purposes will never be thwarted. They might be harassed. They might be slowed down. They might be made more difficult, uh, but uh, the enemy's efforts never uh, overcome the power of God. It just doesn't happen. And so um, that theme of opposition will be present anywhere the gospel is being preached. And we see that in our own lives in micro ways, certainly not in these uh, massive um, institutional ways where entire cities come against us and we have to leave town. Um, but we see this kind of aggression and opposition uh, in our workplaces, in our families, uh, among our friends when we move things in the direction of the gospel. We move things in the direction of spiritual realities. People get stirred up by that and don't think for a minute the enemy isn't working overtime to try to put a put a stop to that. When the gospel makes its way into people's heads and hearts, and uh, gets translated into their lives by the Holy Spirit. There's no stopping it, and the enemy knows that. So, of course, there's going to be opposition when we bring the gospel. So here they are at uh, Iconium. They're in the synagogue. They're preaching and teaching. Luke tells us um, that they were having tremendous results as a great number of both Jews and Greeks were believing. But the unbelieving Jews decided they would stir up some trouble, and they would they tried to poison the minds of the Gentiles who were curious against Paul and Barnabas uh, to try to get them to flip, to turn their attitude toward them and to, and to not be open to what they're saying. And so they stir up all this trouble, um, but the brothers remained. Uh, they were not going to be deterred by the opposition. They remained. They continued to speak boldly for the Lord. And God was working through them, even doing visible signs and wonders um, by their hands. And the whole city was divided. Some sided with the opposition and some sided with Paul and Barnabas. Um, and uh, he, Luke tells us in uh, verse Five, when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to uh, mistreat them and to stone them, Paul and Barnabas learned of this, and they made their escape to Lystra and Derb, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Now, they didn't leave and go into hiding. They left and went into a mission field. <laughs> Sometimes when we face opposition, we're tempted to leave and go into hiding. We're tempted to sit on the bench for a while and uh, lick our wounds. Uh, that is not the example in the New Testament of uh, these great uh, men of the faith. When they faced opposition in one city, they would go on to another area and they would continue on preaching the gospel with boldness. And I want to encourage us, there are times when maybe we're wounded in ministry or service or in our efforts at uh, witnessing to others. And we may need a period of time to 
heal in the presence of God and just restore and, and, and be renewed and get a fresh sense of vision and purpose. Uh, but we ought not stay there too long because the kingdom of God is ever forward, is marching onward. <laughs> and uh, if we're going to be a part of that, we got to stay in the flow. And so, um, yes, maybe we need some time to recover and re, uh, revitalize, rejuvenate, but we ought to uh, stay in the flow and be part of that ever-moving, ever-onward kingdom uh, and uh, continue to witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world. My friends, be encouraged. It can be tough, and there are discouraging moments on the journey as a disciple of Jesus, but let us, uh, with bold resolve, stay at it as the Spirit leads us and empowers us for kingdom ministry. All right, my friends, I love you. God bless you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to study. And I pray that this has been a fruitful time and that God will continue to speak into your hearts through his word today. God bless.